What's going on, Thunderbirds fans? It's Millsy here, back for another episode of the Bird's Nest Podcast. We're uh, we're without Tyler. We're without Dean. Um, Tyler is under the weather. Dean is obviously still traveling for his full time job, like we mentioned. So uh, just going to be me. Um, super producer Belly is here, and uh, we got Mitch Hannigan in the house. So uh, going to be a great guest. Mitch is uh, one of my original lacrosse buddies that I can remember. So uh, it's going to be an awesome interview with him. We got him in person. And then uh, Dean might not be on the uh, episode, but he's still doing work. Uh, he, he got an interview with Bob Hayes. He's the head coach of the Victoria Shamrocks. Um, he sat down with him for about 20 minutes. We're going to put that at the end of the episode. It's very uh, insightful on lacrosse. Um, he's coached uh, Graham Hossick, Chris Bushy, some of the Thunderbirds. So uh, that was a great interview. So we'll, like I said, we'll throw that at the end. Um, thanks for tuning in and uh, looking forward to another great episode. See, not to me, that button's in the worst possible spot. All right, Mitch, you were going here. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, buddy. I appreciate that. It's my pleasure. Absolute pleasure to be here, Jordy. So uh, we're, uh, for people who aren't familiar with uh, Mitchell, he, uh, he grew up uh, playing in the Dartmouth Bandits, uh, as did I. So we started playing together. Mitch just told me his first year midget was his first year lacrosse. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of a late bloomer. But uh, what, talk about what, uh, what got you into it. So, uh, funny enough, uh, I was at Graham Creighton Junior High, uh, and I start hearing this intercross stuff, and I'm like, what is this? Yeah, like, the what, plastic what, sticks. What, yeah, the plastic sticks. Yeah. And funny enough, um, the principal at Graham Creighton was actually Gary Bottomley, who's yeah. like, an oh, OG, yeah. like an OG lacrosse guy. Yeah, my dad talks of him more. Like, 100%. 100% he would. And, uh, you know, I, I really respected that man, and he, he kind of showed me the game, and and kind of got me introduced to the Dartmouth Bandits, and from from intercross came this uh, you know box lacrosse that yeah. I was just where like what where did the goalie come from? Because like in intercross, <laughs> are you like playing goalie like or so, what like? Uh, funny, yeah, the, Mitch is a goalie. By the the goaltending, yeah. <laughs> the goaltending comes from um, you know my dad not having a lot of money back in the day. Okay, and I had Fair all enough. the hockey gear. Yeah, and you know my dad was like, I don't want to fork out a bunch of goalie gear, a bunch of money for goalie gear and you not like it. Right. You know, as kids do, they try a sport, but I, I knew, I knew I was going to love it as soon as I tried it. Okay. It was just, you know, it's part of, now I can say that it was part of me then that I I kind of, I knew that this sport was going to give me more than just hockey or basketball or baseball or rugby. It's different. Like, it's just so rewarding, man. Yeah. It's a culture too. Like it's, you know, I've met some of my best buddies, all my best buddies, you know, through the sport, I've gotten to see some cool spots in the world. And, uh, you know, I'm just so thankful that I, for some random reason, ended up at Graham Creighton Junior High with Gary Bottomley. Yeah, so shout out to Gary Bottomley. Yeah, thanks. But, uh, No, so you mentioned like you traveled, you've traveled to play, but I, um, like, I remember we started playing midget and then we played junior d- together and you, you went to Montreal, was it during, yeah. during junior? So I, like we played a couple years of junior mm-hmm. together to start out and then you were gone to Montreal. Yeah. I, um, I first went to Windsor, Ontario, okay. did a little okay. stint okay. there. Um, got to play with Brett Hickey, who's now with the uh, Philadelphia Wings. Okay. Uh, I didn't play much there. It's a whole, whole ordeal. And then I kind of got the offer to go to Montreal. Yeah. And um, I, I was kind of thrown with the, you know, they kind of said, you, you'll play your junior, but you'll also get some senior starts. Okay. So I was like, mm, Quebec Senior League at the time was pretty good. And the Quebec Junior League at the time was pretty good. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, well, you know, why not go to Montreal? And I'm so thankful I did because I met some wonderful people. Yeah. I learned a lot about the game. Excuse me. I uh, learned a lot about the game and, uh, you know, it was great to immerse myself in a total different culture and, and, and learn a little bit about the Copa sure. kind of lifestyle and, yeah. and, you know, it opened my eyes a little bit more. That's awesome. And then, um, after Montreal, you, uh, did you continue your senior career? Did you, you played in six nations as well? Too, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, it kind of came a little full circle, um, I came back here to play my last year junior because yep. I okay, knew yeah, that's right. Yeah, I knew I was joining the military. I knew yep. so I wanted to have that last junior season. Was that what year was that? That was 2010. 2010, okay. 2010, yeah. Cuz we I won in 20, 2009 mm-hmm. as a player and then I was done in my last year was 2010. So mm-hmm. I would yeah, I played my last year yeah. junior with you. Yep. Okay. And then uh, Founders was in Mimico or Tobico at the time. Okay. That year. Um but uh Yeah, it uh 
we Where were, were we? Well, we were talking. Oh, I brought up Six Nations. We oh, played Six Nations. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so I came back here for my last year of junior. Um, the uh, I actually ended up getting pretty pretty badly hurt in 2013. Uh, I herniated four discs and fractured three vertebrae Jeez. in my spine. Jesus. Yeah. So, and it's in my thoracic spine, so it's like in the mid spine. So it kind of sucks. Yeah. To be <laughs> frank. I mean, it sounds um, like it sucks. Yeah, but. Uh, I took some time away from the game. It was the worst thing I could have ever done. Uh, I took a full, well, almost two full years off. And then I started coaching. Right. And through coaching, I, I, I was like, no, I need to play again. Like, yeah. you know, and I truly believe that, you know, that's the, there's a reason why it's called the medicine game. Yeah. There's a reason why, you know, you know, this is a lot of people's medicine. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it's important that, you know, we remind, especially when we're, you know, because all uh, like our kind of age group, we're all coaching now. There's a lot of yep. people involved and, you know, we need to harness that positive energy that so many people bring to the table. And as many p- negative people there is that, you know, kind of try to bring that into an organization, you know, there's so many positive people doing a lot of positive things about lacrosse in the, uh, you know, in the community. Yeah. Um, and after, so you mentioned coaching, mm-hmm. um, correct me if I'm wrong, you coached at St. Mary's university, coached at, um, uh, Brock, I believe. I did, yeah. Yeah, and uh, anywhere, uh, what, you got something, Belly? Yeah, Belly's here, too. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get to him later. Now, um, so St. Mary's, Brock, um, anywhere else coaching? Yeah, you I, coached, to... uh, with the, I coached a year for the St. Well, Catherine you're, Spartans. you're currently coaching a team that I'll, I'll get to, yeah. but yeah, so go ahead. I uh, coached uh, the St. Catherine Spartans for a year, coached okay. Brock for three years. Uh, I learned so much. Uh the Brock head coaches at the time were Justin Kennedy. And then after him, uh, Tim Louie, and I learned so much from them. Uh, so I don't think that was uh, an accident that I ended up at Brock. You know, I, I, I thought like I landed, I felt like I landed where I should have been at the time. Yeah. And uh, I was thankful, very thankful that I got the opportunity to learn from great lacrosse minds like them. Did you, um, did you coach Alex Pace at uh, Brock? <laughs> I did. Yeah. Pacer. So, I mean, you know, shout out him for, oh. you know, Halifax born and raised player to to play in the NLL so so one thing about Alex Pace is not only is Alex like a phenomenal athlete yeah he's just an amazing human being like that's what you love to hear man yeah you love seeing it's the people those are the type of people you love to see succeed yeah like a kid that deserves it and he you know he goes out and he gets it right because I mean he he dude he plays you know he plays with a chip on his shoulder. He's got a lot of skill, lot lot of defensive ability. Like, yeah, we we're gonna get him on, dude. He he left this province. He left this province as a 16 year old skinny offensive player. Yep. And now we see him. Some people haven't Scrapping seen him. Scrapping in the NFL. Oh NLL. my god. Yeah. The kid's an animal. Yeah. And he just, he, I I watched St. Catharines fall in love with him. You see Philly's falling in love yeah. with him already. Now. He's, he's running a, out there, no jersey on after favorite. a tilt. And yeah. I love seeing that. It's his parents are wonderful people, and I know that they're proud, and they should be proud. And uh, yeah, I would love to see Pacer in a in a T Birds jersey. Yeah, man. Oh, well, baby. We, I, I bring him up a lot, and because you know it's that's huge, man. Like yeah. we, you know, we mentioned Huey who, who got a tryout with the oh, Thunderbirds, my God. and yeah. so but like you know, Pace is he's playing a, a legitimate role for in the NLL, and for somebody from Halifax, that's 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 huge for us. One hundred percent. Yeah. You know, uh, as far as I'm as far as I know, uh, I. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's the third Nova Scotian to wear a Philadelphia Wings jersey. Yeah, because he had Wayne Fink's son, Danny. Danny Fink, yeah. yeah. Danny Fink, Cheddar. Chet, and, Chet okay. Yeah, yeah. And then Pacer. Now so. Pace. So, um, well, we, we got off the rails a little, but we uh, we're did, talking yeah. about... Well, it's going to happen. We're talking about... Um, i got to ask a question yeah, on, what's on up, Pacer Billy? there. What do you think the biggest difference maker is from, from Pacer to any other guy that's playing in Nova Scotia? Like, all of us want to play in the NHL, or NLL, excuse me. And, you know, Pace was able to crack, uh, you know, crack the lineup. What do you think the difference was between him and, and everyone else trying to, you know, to, to make that league? It's uh, It was immersing himself in that competition level. Yeah, you think, I was going to say, because he left. I mean, he left. He, yeah, exactly. 100%. Yeah. He did, uh, you know, exactly what me and countless other Nova Scotians do is yeah. we had to leave. Right. Sorry. Yeah. We had, like, he's, he did what a lot of Nova Scotians had to do. And if you want to get better at the game of lacrosse for a long time, you had to leave the province. Yeah. You know, but now with so many great lacrosse minds coming to the city and staying in the city and the Thunderbirds, go, and the, Thunder, the Thunderbirds at the top of that list, yeah, yeah. you know, we are trying to make it a viable option for kids to stay in Nova Scotia and make the NLL. Yeah. 
And that's what we're trying to do with the junior privateers. And that's a, a wicked segue into that. Cause I, you know, obviously there's the senior privateers. Um, you've played for them countless times. Belly's played for them. Mm-hmm. They uh, travel team kind of go to, they go to a tournament in Prague. I believe they've sent a team to president's cup as well. Have they yeah, yeah. Yeah. We've gone to Prezi's uh, at least three times this, this year will be our fourth. Nice. So the, um, Mitch, you can walk me through kind of how it happened, but there's a, a junior privateers now. And the idea is, um, the ECJLL is the junior A lacrosse league we have here. Um, players will still play for their respective club teams, but also this will be the team that will travel to Founders Cup. Correct. Step, step in if I'm no, wrong. No, you're, you're bang on, brother. So, but yeah, this will be the team that competes in the Founders Cup, um, which is the National Junior B Championship. And uh, it's in Brampton this year? Yeah, it's in so, Brampton. You, so the junior privateers, I'll let you take over. Are You're the head coach and general manager. I am, yes. Uh, the first thing I did was hire two great guys, Connor Dubrail and uh, KJ. Duber. Duber and yeah. KJ McNeil, yeah. Um, and, and they're both they're very like-minded individuals. That's why Been I wanted to get them involved, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, the whole kind of... To get back to why Pacer kind of left, yeah. the whole real reason is we have a two-tiered league. Like, right. you, as bad as that is to say, you you know, you got Sackville and Dartmouth that are strong, strong, strong. You got Southwest that's strong. You got, And then you got teams that are new, like the Rebels that are just, yep. you know, just started last year. Mi'kmaq Warriors that are, are you know, had a great draft up, up and this coming. year. Absolutely. Yep. I look out for them this year because they drafted very well. Um, and that's a testament to the lacrosse in the, the Pictou County area, the Cape Breton area, like in New Glasgow, th- because they've grown lacrosse a lot. Uh, and the, and the, the Mi'kmaq Warriors are drafting players out of there who may not get, you know, the exposure that the city teams are willing to give exactly. them. Exactly. So, and, uh, you know, that's what it takes to them real quick, yeah. Like, you know, that's how you find those diamonds, you know. Yeah. That's yeah. you, you go to places that not everybody goes to. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But the, um, uh, junior privateers. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what we're trying to do is we're 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 taking the team to Founders Cup. But yep. during this winter, this winter session, we took a 16 week session where we want every lacrosse player, 16 to 21, that is willing to listen to us for an hour and a half that wants to get better. Yeah, that's all that we care about. Yep. we don't care about where you're from. You know, we do not care. The only two things we care about is your willingness to show up and willingness to put the effort that yeah, we compete. want. Yeah, yeah, and we through that competition. We are, that's how we are going to succeed Yeah. because that's the, the biggest problem, especially in a province that brings an all-star team to a national championship is how, you know, that's a lot of dynamics. Yeah. A lot yeah. of, you a lot know, of personalities, a lot of personalities, a lot of, you know, a lot of kids that are going through, you know, some important stuff in their lives. And it's a, it's a big age, man. For sure. You got some guys that you you can talk to like men, some players you got to talk to with a little softer kind of them a little bit. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. And you know, a good coach finds a balance, but uh, you know, we've been so happy the last couple of weeks. Um, We had a couple, couple rough weeks uh, in January due to weather. Yeah. 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 But uh, you know, we, we routinely get, you know, 30 kids out there that want to get better and you know our seniors are just the same. Yep. And then we we have these black and white games every couple of months. Yep. Where we we really try to drive attendance, drive everything because that's how you get in that game sense. Yeah, right? it's like, a, it's a essentially a, a startup team that you're trying exactly. to you know for sure grow, right. And yeah. It's a perfect time to do it with the Thunderbirds coming. Ah, I mean that's a happy accident for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I was we didn't touch on in coaching, but. Um, 2014, uh, we hosted founders yeah. and you were a part of that coach. Oh, staff. I was. Yeah. Very and small part. But, so what, um, uh, bronze medal, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, talk about that. It's got to be, I mean, again, any milestone like that in Nova Scotia and lacrosse, yes, they're starting to come more and more now, but we, you know, we like to shed light on them because for a long time we were, we weren't mentioned in the in the same breath as ontario or, or bc and lacrosse so a lot of people still wouldn't no and exactly and that's why i, I wanted to bring up 2014 because we're we host it mm-hmm. and then you know bronze medal so that was uh who, who uh, were the coaches mark anderson, anderson was the head coach yeah. um the uh man that's a long time ago i know um six years geez i remember like going to the games at the forum like it was yesterday yeah, man it's wild Anderson and Anderson uh, was the head coach. Cheddar helped out a bit because okay. um, he was TD at the time. I uh, just remember seeing you around and yeah. around the team. 
I don't even, uh, Roddy was there. Rod Humphreys was okay. involved. Yeah. Um, uh, either way, sorry, man, I have a terrible sh- memory. No, sh- yeah. Showed out the coaching staff of that team. Oh, dude. whoever you were <laughs> to be honest, like, uh, I, I firmly believe that, um, had Mark Anderson been given the team again yep. in 2015, 2016, I probably wouldn't be here because, uh, you know, he, he, he ran a tight ship. He ran a ship that, you know, was heading in the right direction and, yep. you know, they went a different route the, the next couple of years and, uh, it rubbed people the wrong way. And okay. so that was one thing that we wanted to be very clear on is with the new team. Yeah. With yeah. our inclusivity. Yeah. Like we okay. want everybody. Yeah. If, if I get, you know, if we get a hundred people next practice, yeah, that's a good day too. It's going to be a crappy practice because yeah. nobody's going to get any reps, but at least, you know, those kids got on the floor and, you know, they're getting, they're getting help from, you know, even, even it's such an easy thing to run these Sunday sessions yeah. because we've got three people capable of being the head coach that are on the coaching staff. Easily, yeah. We have four ECJLL just coaches that have come out and they're working our goalies, like warming our goalies up, you know, helping us get, and they're doing that solely because they know that this is going to make their players better. This is going to make the province better. This is, you know, together everyone achieves more you know they always use that team, team acronym yeah. you know i know and you guys have true. adopted that a lot like oh it, my yeah. god it's so true like i mean many many hands make light work whatever you want to use it it's just you know we're we start a podcast just just <laughs> yeah like just that. just <laughs> i love it yeah i got quotes for days brother i can pull more hosted out. by mitchell <laughs> inspirational quotes <laughs> um but, uh, yeah, but so uh, the junior privateers that I know my my brother's been been out running with you guys a little bit. Um, he he'll be happy I showed him oh, out. So I I, I still picture him as like this tall, like trying to look in the up the glass. <laughs> yeah, but um, we got um, so yeah. I wanted to get, and all this lacrosse has led up to the Thunderbirds here now, and you are doing the play by play. Yeah, in house one hundred and one. Yeah. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about how that came up, man. That because I see you every time I'm in the press box, and you're uh, yeah. That's the uh, like the weirdest story. So it it was like maybe two or three game uh, days before the uh, inter squad game. Yep. And uh, I get a coach uh, a text from my coach in Six Nations, uh, uh, coach of the Six Nation Snipers, Darcy Palace, great okay. guy. And he goes very famous lacrosse name Palace. Wow, well, uh, yeah. I mean. Very true. And he's a great, you, I'm sure you'll see him in the NLL soon. Like, I mean, he's a great coach. Um, yeah. So he texted me and he was like, yeah, you know, I remember you still interested in working for the Thunderbirds. And I'm, I don't, I don't know if he means in an emergency goalie capacity. I don't know if yeah. he like what. Sitting in the crowd waiting just, to go in. Yeah. But I was just like, yup. Yeah. yeah. I don't care. Like just what was it? Yeah. Sign me up. In, yeah. Let's go. Uh, and then, so I get to, uh, the next text message I get is Kurt Styers, and I'm just like <laughs> freaking yeah, out geez, a little bit, man. you know? And, uh, it was, yeah. Uh, I got, I saw um, you not to, not to cut you off, but yeah. I saw you the home opener and yeah. was it the purple and orange game where you were, went out a, to dinner with him? Yeah. The purple and orange okay, game. So yeah. I saw you that night and looked great in the suit. Thanks. Brother. Um, and you were like, I, I could tell though, you, you were nervous a bit because you had to go oh, yeah, meet the, the GM and the owner of this team afterwards yeah. and kind of, you, you had no idea what he wanted you to do no. in any capacity. No, I Going had, into an I interview had where you don't resumes, know the job. I had, I had a bunch of cover. I had two different cover letters just in case which position it was for. I had. <laughs> here's my emergency backup. Yeah, one. man. Like, <laughs> you know, I got some game tape, you know, here's my YouTube link, you know, but it was like, uh, yeah, I was nervous because. I didn't know what it was, but I knew I wanted it because I, you know, there was no way that I could, I could imagine a lacrosse team in Halifax and not being able to be a part of something oh, yeah. in some capacity. Yeah. Um, so I, I got to meet with Kurt, Kurt, uh, they took me out for dinner, took me to a couple, a couple team. Uh, Where'd you go? Uh, we went to uh, McMac Tavern. Decent. Yeah, th- yeah. That was actually, so supper got pushed to a breakfast, like a brunch. Okay. Okay. And, uh, but, um. That place was legit. oh Micmac, you gotta yeah. love that. Yeah. And, and of course, you know they're not as uh, as uh, you know they're they're not as used to the seafood as we are. So the, right. the boys were getting the steak and lobsters, and, and you know <laughs> there was there was no dimes uh, dime spirit on that uh, brunch. Oh, I no. assure you. And uh, 
so yeah, they took me out and he, you know, I, he's still, uh, Kurt Styers is a very, very, um, stoic man. He's very, uh, I respect him so much and he just, you can't get a presence about yeah, him for sure. For sure. Yeah. You can't look at him and, and, and not be like, man, that's guy you probably should respect. Yeah. And, um, so of course I, I was nervous, you know, I felt like I haven't been on a date in about 12 years, <laughs> but I felt like I was on a date. Yeah. And, uh, just didn't so, have to pay. Yeah, I didn't have to pay. It was <laughs> no. a, yeah. a nice surprise. And um, so they, did they like right away? Were they just like this is what this not. is the idea? Like or no? Yeah. He, Kurt kind of asked me. Uh, he asked me, you know, what what do I want to do? Right. And I said uh, to to be. And this is probably the wrong thing Anything. to say. Well, yeah, <laughs> it was probably the wrong thing to say to the general manager. But I told him I wanted to be a general manager in the National Lacrosse League, and <laughs> anything he can give me that would make that happen or make that a possibility in the future. Wow, I, I would love to do that. So, um, yeah. And then he comes back and he goes, uh, you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of hard work, and uh, um, I I believe it. I know it is. <laughs> like right. oh, yeah. I, I am, but you know, it's something that. Uh, you know, when you're, when you love it, I do this anyways. I watch game tape all yeah. the time. I, yeah. I, you know, when it's in your blood, it's, yeah, you love it, it. it's it, yeah, it's, you know, it, it's not so, it's not so bad when it's something you love. Right. Right. So, uh, yeah. And then they kind of, they kind of were like, oh, by the way, yeah, you're going to do the lacrosse one-on-one broadcast. And they kind of told me the story behind that. Okay. So Kurt was like, was uh, it was something at, to do with the the music? I like so it, that's what I had heard. So Kurt, Kurt, Mr. Sires is a is a NASCAR fan, a big NASCAR fan. Okay. So he goes, he he went to um, that uh, track in North Carolina. Can't even remember. Jeez. Don't even. I don't Not even. Not a big know. NASCAR guy. Neither am I. Yeah. So he was like, and everybody had headphones in, and he okay. was like, they weren't like noise. They weren't for the noise. They were they were listening to something, and he wanted to know what they were listening to. So he asked, and he was like, "They were like, oh, that's like you know play by play, and they're you know explaining some of the intricacies of NASCAR and stuff to the fans." Okay. So Kurt kind of took that idea, and, and kind of evolved it into a, a lacrosse kind of situation. And uh, that's I, I, I do. It to you. Yeah, and I'm kind of I. I don't know what I'm doing. I, I'm just trying to give people information. <laughs> and we were t so we mentioned last episode. Tyler and I were talking that you were going to come on, and he was asking because I didn't really know. Like, you, you can you listen to you outside of the game? Oh. Negative. Okay, so yeah, yeah. So it has to be a home game. It does. And you you got to bring the headphones, right? Yeah, you have to be on their Wi-Fi to get it. Okay, but so and I kind of got this idea of uh, uh, I I watch a lot of Leafs games. But a lot of the time, I would mute him and listen to Joe uh, Joe Bowen's uh, feed, like his uh, radio yep. Leafs radio broadcast right, right, right. feed. And he used to he does the Rock used to he used to yep. yeah yeah holy Mackinac yeah yeah yeah. Um, but uh, the uh, I kind of got the idea from him, but I was like, how about I take a GoPro, film me, and that way I can listen to myself and get better at myself. Okay, and then I was like. But I could also just put that out for people too, right? You know, try to get you know people that might have missed it, or do you know like the the music during the game? Maybe they'll try my kind of broadcast one time right. kind of thing. Okay. So it's about introducing people to kind of like a lot of the like a lot of the privateers, a lot of the junior privateers probably don't listen because it is based at for people with limited knowledge limited of the knowledge, game. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But uh, I try to spice it up with, you know, Nova Scotian athletic kind of information. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. And I said on the show, like, I haven't I haven't listened mostly because I'm watching the game doing high button related totally. stuff. But um, I said that uh, obviously I think, you know, a little biased, but you're the you're the great you're perfect for the job because, you know, we just went through countless things you've done to grow the game here. I appreciate that. You brother. spoke on the junior privateers and not only is it about getting the best talent in Nova Scotia, but it's about getting the best teammates in Nova Scotia mm -hmm. the from an areas that we talked about. Like you, you're going to, you're inviting everyone. So yeah. your, your inclusivity, your um, ability to grow the game, I think you're perfect for the job. I and I think uh, people who, who are interested in kind of, maybe you see a play out there and you don't know, like a guy gets pushed over and the ball's loose and the whistle blows. Maybe you don't know why that happens. Well, 
Mitchell can give you that. That's right. But you got to be on the Scotiabank Wi-Fi. You got to have <laughs> headphones. You got to download Audio Fetch. Yeah. Okay. And, and reach out on social media too, because yeah. uh, as bad as this is... Hanny Lacks 101. Yeah, that's right. Okay. And as bad as it is to say is like, uh, there's a lot of things that I probably blow over that right. people don't know. Yeah. And okay. But it's just, it's second nature to me. So, yeah. you know, I, I would love... I, uh, there is one dude that kind of interacts with me on Twitter, but I'd love some, some people to interact during the game just gives me, cause it's also hard to just talk by myself for, you know, a two hour lacrosse game about, you know, it's hard to introduce topics when it's just you yeah, because you're, yeah. you gotta like set yourself up. Yeah. You have uh, segues in your yeah, brain it's, going. It's so weird. And, um, uh, but I, I'm really enjoying it. And, uh, I, I, I'm very happy to be the only person in the National Lacrosse League to be doing this. It's it's an awesome, I think, program that they started. It just talks, it speaks to, their, they know they're a new, new city for, mm-hmm. for this sport. So they're, they're, they're capturing every fan they can in every possible way they can. I agree. But uh, so quickly, uh, we got no other co-hosts. So Dean's out. Well, he's still doing doing content. He, we like I mentioned in the intro, we got uh, an interview with the head coach of the Victoria Shamrocks, Bob Hayes. Not he's Dean. He uh, butchered his name first uh, first minute. So that typical high button sports. That was funny. But uh, and then um, yeah, so we're gonna Mitchie and I are gonna go through kind of the game Friday night with the oh. Toronto Rock because, like I said, just me, you, and Belly. So and you and I watched it. I don't know if Belly did. So uh, we'll. Uh, 12 not we've got a loss now we're saying yeah. six and one so yeah. um but honestly great game they, they put themselves in it at the end um mm-hmm. some penalty trouble a yeah. little bit i mean kind of a, a tough one the five minute major but they, yeah. they killed it all though and, and i mean like to be honest that's that's just graham hosick being graham hosick who's oh, he's a, just going to the he's just a hard nose yeah. yeah and like if you ever ever question the type of leader cody jameson is all you have to do is watch that interaction with the ref yeah, and how because he convinced me that it should have been a two two minute penalty, and he almost convinced that ref it should have been <laughs> yeah. a two minute penalty too. Like it was awesome. And did you see um, while they're killing too the goal he scored with oh, like three God. guys chopping and whacking yeah. at him, takes it to the net, buries it, just like shorthanded. That guy is is unbelievable. No, man. he's yeah. It, he so I watched him <clears throat> two thousand seven the Worlds came here and he was on Iroquois, correct. Yeah. Man, he was just a young guy then, like yeah, junior probably, uh, junior A probably. Oh, maybe his last year junior. Yeah. Anyway, a, but no, it's it's crazy to see that he's our, our captain here now. But so fun to watch that guy. And the thing is, is me and like us who have been around the game and people who have been around the game for a long time know and respect how good he is. Yep. But if you look at him, you'd pass him a million times on the street if you didn't know who he was. Oh yeah. 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 And. The, so I, I, I'm a rink rat. I yeah. love being at the rink and I would be at six nation. I would be at the ILA where they practice, right? Uh, where where uh, the yeah. Thunderbirds practice. Uh, yeah. Where yeah. the Thunderbirds practice, but where everybody practices, I practice there in the summer. Like, yeah. you know, there's always something going on there and that's why I love being there. Cause there's always a game to watch, but like 90% of the time I'm at the rink, Cody Jameson is sitting there in the corner and it just shows you how much he loves this game. Yeah. Like, you know, he doesn't have a notepad. Watching he's not the scouting. Game. He's not doing anything. He's watching, you know, he, he's just watching the game. And these kids get to see an athlete of that caliber yeah. just watching their peewee game or something. I like, know, it's yeah. wild. You know, those kids are, are, are so lucky to have that. Um, and they're, yeah, so obviously 12-9 final, the mm-hmm. game. Um, like I mentioned, they put themselves in it late, but... Uh, Nick Rose, though, like Toronto's oh. goalie, you know, played out of his mind. Warren Hill had some big saves too mm-hmm. late to keep to keep it close. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, next up, we got Saskatchewan in two weeks. So, and that's uh, DND Appreciation Night. Is that at home? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in two weeks uh, against Saskatchewan, like I said, yeah, uh, Military Appreciation Night. Um, I know I've I've mentioned Vets Canada on here before. Um, my mom and uh, and stepdad's organization. Um, I didn't even tell Belly this yet, but they're going to probably so. They're one of the Thunderbirds like charities that they are, are partnered with, so um, they're going to be doing some like some of the players will be in town before the game, and Vets mentioned us about doing some uh, like some video, maybe some interviews. Well, I think they're going to maybe a military base, uh, maybe Shearwater. I'm not I'm not entirely sure. I don't know the details. Do you know how many days before the game I they're going to be yeah, here? I think Probably it might be Thursday, Thursday and Friday. Friday. Yeah. yeah, so that's good. That's yeah. fine. So I, I like. 
through the day, I don't know if I'll be available, but I mentioned like, uh, my mom said she, she brought up high button sports and they were like, yeah, we, you know, they knew who we were. So not a big deal, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, yeah. So if we wanted to maybe get some video or maybe a few, okay, uh, cool. a few sound bites, but I'll let yeah. you know after, cool. um, anyway. Yeah. So Saskatchewan up next and then, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think we're at home again, probably. We just played two yeah, on the again, road. Yeah, so. again, uh, Toronto again, I think. Okay. Yeah. Right. To go back to, uh, like, yeah, go ahead. Uh, the Vets Canada thing, yep. like, uh, um, that it's pretty amazing work what, uh, like, Vets Canada is doing, and it's Veterans Emergency Transition Services Canada. Yeah, they'll and they're, appreciate this, man. Oh, man, they're, yeah. they're doing so much work to help, home, like, veteran homelessness and, like, almost, you know, to the point of eradicating, you know, veteran homelessness That's in a goal, lot man. of places, man. Yeah. Like, they're they're doing a lot of great work so i mean a big shout out to jim and deb and thank you guys for doing the work you do and uh you know if you're uh, out there uh, give them uh give them a little shout or like follow. them on facebook yeah. or follow or sorry instagram or whatever Twitter, you, yeah whatever your preferred platform because they're doing <laughs> great work yeah they'll they'll definitely appreciate that man and i i appreciate you mentioning that um, i appreciate the work they do so uh but there is one so i mentioned also in the intro and um on like during this conversation, um, you were one of the first guys that I really played lacrosse with. I played for a couple of years, probably, I think Bantam, or sorry, second year Pee Wee, I believe, was kind of when I like really, really, I remember the intercross too and like getting into it. And then you started first year midget. Um, we mentioned the uh, lobster trap tournament. <laughs> so we were talking about that a little bit off the, off the air, but um, it's a tournament, people who aren't familiar, it's a, it's a national midget tournament that used to take place, uh, midget lacrosse tournament. And we were in Dartmouth fortunate enough to, to host, I believe, two. Um, and there was, a, there was at one point where it was Team Dartmouth had a team in the tournament versus Team Nova Scotia. The re- so Dartmouth wasn't, I guess, a part of Nova yeah, Scotia at that time. Yeah, we were ostracized. And Belly was on Team Nova Scotia. <laughs> um. Anyway, so we were good enough to compete. They, Team Nova Scotia beat us in the semifinals in overtime, and had to play a team from Calgary for the mm-hmm. for the finals, and ended up losing. But I'm pretty sure that game, here. the Nova Scotia versus Dartmouth game, that was the first game I ever played where there was people in the stands other than yeah. my parents. That was like there was <laughs> huge. Shannon game. Park was legit packed for that. Like yeah, I mean, that it was, was the a whole good province, crowd. like yeah, lacrosse. So for sure. But uh, it was just funny how we we were part of it. But you know, gave him a run though. OT oh, game man. and and. Uh, so funny enough is I can't even remember. I was at some field or rink somewhere in Ontario and I'm shooting the, like, you know, I'm just shooting the breeze with some dude. Yeah. And he's like, I went out, uh, I went out to uh, Halifax for uh, this tournament out midget. And he was like, yeah, the, the lobster trap. And I was like, Oh, here we go. Like, <laughs> what, what's this guy going to tell me now? Yeah. And he Unreal was like, tournament, oh. man. He, so he goes, yeah, like he completely goes the opposite direction. I was going to, I, I that I thought he was taken, but he was like, yeah, I actually stayed with a family. And then the next summer they, they, you know, they were like, oh, they came out to Ontario and stayed with him or something. Okay. And I was like, do you, do you remember their name? And he was like, Kent Haley. And I was like, oh, no way. <laughs> I was like, why are you kidding me? That's hilarious. Yeah, like Kent I, Haley. Yeah. I haven't heard that name in a while. Me neither, man. He, he uh, you know, always used to see him reffing and coaching yeah. around and stuff. Absolutely. St. Margaret's Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But, um, I was gonna just gonna say oh going back to the lobster trap I said we we hosted it twice mm-hmm. I believe I, I meant you and I as members <laughs> of the Dartmouth Bandits I believe Nova Scotia's hosted it back in the 70s I believe they hosted it a, f- a few times like, was that <laughs> so I I'm pretty sure I don't know. I'm pretty sure that somebody left that trophy in Nova Scotia so we were just like well, let's make a okay. midget tournament so it was it was <laughs> a tournament outside of Nova Scotia I'm pretty beforehand. sure at one point okay. it, uh, I've I wouldn't be the your old man would probably know more than me yeah but. Uh, well, the name Lobster Trap Tournament, like Definitely where else? Where that, else in yeah, the world? Exactly. Yeah. That's why. That's yeah. why I said it. And le- it's not only called the Lobster Trap; it is a lobster trap. The trophy yeah. is a lobster trap. They just didn't have a big budget that year. They just, like, eh, just went and Nova grabbed Scotia. one from yeah. behind Sobeys, <laughs> slapped it still the still had the on tags it. on that one. Jesus, <laughs> yeah. who's live that lobsters one, in yeah. it? Jeez. Oh man! But uh, yeah, anything? Uh, anything else you want? What are you at? What do we have, Ellie? For time, right there, you can see it. You're at. 34 minutes right minutes. now. Time flies cool. when you're having fun. But uh, no, I just, I want to, again, appreciate you coming on, man. And just, well, obviously going through your lacrosse background and how it's turned into something with the professional team here. And also the the junior privateers. Um, if you're in that age group and, and you play in the in the junior league here 
and you want some extra floor time, there's no pressure out there. It, it's it, Like I said, it is going to be a team that, that travels to, to Founders Cup. That roster will, I'm sure, be different than some of the guys who've been coming out regularly. Oh, yeah. We, right? like, so, so we have some dates where we are going to – we're going to start naming players very shortly. Gotcha. Um, you know, we – we have to do that. Uh, we have to do that because... Give a roster. Well, no, like we, we actually... We're doing it mostly just to show... Our, our, our junior age players are a little bit gun shy because we've brought in, you know, some suspect teams to tournaments sometimes. Yep. You know what I mean? And they... I, I used to do it all the time when I was a kid. Like, you know, I would... For me to get to Prague as a 19-year-old was not fun. It was yeah. a struggle. It was returning bags of recyclables. It was <laughs> yeah. trying to get anything I could. Right. You know what I mean? So I couldn't I couldn't do that and not perform or not play or waste my time or anything like that. Like I worked too damn hard to get there to throw it away when you get there kind of thing. Okay. So it's just like that competition, that competition that we need to succeed in this game is what we're trying to drive. Like, you know, if you have so many times we've shown up to rinks, you know, as lacrosse players do, where there's ten people at a practice, fifteen people at a practice. Oh yeah, we talked. Belly and I talked about that too. Just the come up of lacrosse in mm-hmm. our time was very was, short numbers. Yeah, you know, it was, yeah, you know, it was just thrown together. Yeah, there was a couple people who had kind of, you know, kind of the mentality that we've evolved to. Like Reg Bizantin. Yeah. You know, you knew you knew who ran the show when Reg Bizantin ran a practice. It was his way or the highway. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of, you know, players dictating practices these days, which is not a bad thing. You want player input, but you also, they need to be held accountable. They yeah. need somebody to say that, okay, yeah, you may be trying hard, but you're not doing a good job. So maybe sit back, relax, reset, take a breath go at it again kind of thing so um you know we as as inclusive as we are we're going to push you yeah. we're going to because that you're you're going to grow if you come out with us but you you know it's going to be tough yeah and i can i can almost guarantee mitch you'll get the best out of you if you're looking to further your lacrosse development like i said extra floor time they're running sessions uh sunday afternoons i believe it is yeah, yeah so um, before before we chuck over to Dean's interview, yeah, I got. I wanted one. to say one more thing, but you go ahead. No, too. if you do, okay. okay go ahead I, first. Okay, yeah. um, Mitch, you mentioned Prague there, and I I, uh, I told the story my first time going to Prague, getting off the train, going into the <laughs> rink, seeing the instant replays, and just feeling like I was in the show. And you know, I explained it in great detail, and it seems like you had to work your bag off to get there for the first time. So it probably had ten times more meaningful <laughs> to you than me. So I was wondering if you could tell the story. Maybe you had something funny that happened to you like I, the first time going to Prague would, and what your experience was like the first year going. I would absolutely love to tell that story because it has changed. Um, so the first year I ever went to Prague, it was 2008. I was what 18, 19. Yeah. Um, and uh, I didn't know what to think. Like I saw some pictures. I read some articles in Inside Lacrosse about the Ali Sherbeski Memorial, but social media was so unutilized yeah. and no, no, you know, not not super huge at the time. Um, so I get to Prague and they're like, "Yeah, boys, we got a team bus picking us up." We were actually we weren't even the privateers at this point. Just we were the we were the Adnac Warriors. Okay. Back in the day, oh, yeah. we were the red jerseys. Yeah, yeah the red and white yeah. jerseys. Okay. <clears throat> So, uh, that little store, Adnac, look, yeah, brother, Bedford Highway, yeah, Yeah. shout out, yeah. The um, so uh, I get on, you can call it a bus, but you'd you'd be lying to whoever you talk to because that was like it looked like an RV with like just bus windows. (laughs) It it was, I it was crazy. So, sure enough, all of us pile into this thing, and uh, it takes us a good like hour and a half to get to Prague from Prague to Raditon, which is the community, like the Prague airport to Raditon. Right. Now, now, thank, thanks to some amazing infrastructure in the Czech Republic, that trip only <laughs> takes about 20 minutes. But at trains, the trains, t- yeah. Yeah, but at the time, even, even uh, so, you, uh, Belly, you might know, do you remember the big bridges that span that, like, yep. cavern? Yep, yep. So that wasn't there. We used to have to go down in the valley and then up the valley on the other side. Oh. It was miserable. But it was so cool because you're like, where am I? (laughs) And then you get to the hotel and we can call it a hotel. But again, you would be lying. Yeah. 
but uh, they called it Hotel Stalingrad. <laughs> and, and like this place sounds just they converted a prison. Yeah. Well, so funny enough, you talk about conversion because it was from what we were told a former communist living facility. Right. So, because the fall of communism happened in the Czech Republic in 1993, so it's still kind of fairly, okay. you know, fairly yeah. not that long ago. So, in this, uh, in this room, you know, you walk in, I look in, there's a shower, and like, you know, just a tile room with a shower head, and then you look down, and there's your toilet right under the shower, <laughs> and you're like, whoa. Yeah, you're getting yeah. <laughs> two birds stoned at oh, once. Oh, exactly. Great when you're hungover. <laughs> but, I mean, the... <laughs> the uh, so we're like, where is, you know, what are we in? And then we've like, we come to learn that, you know, there was families of like six and seven people living in rooms that we were getting furious with two and three people in for a week. And these whole families are living in this facility. So it's like, it opens your mind that way. You know, it, it was such an amazing trip. And, and then all, and that's before we even got to the rink. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, the first thing you do when you get to Prague, now I just go to the rink. I don't go to my hotel. I just go to the rink, drop my gear off, then I'll go to the hotel. But we, uh, I'll never forget because you walk under train tracks and then you come up and when you come up, it's just this like, uh, just a normal path. And then you're walking and all of a sudden you see like, it's like an oasis. Like it's like you, a mirage. You don't know if it's really real, but you're like, the cross paradise. what, what is this doing yeah. in Raditan Czech Republic? Like, you know, they love it. Eh? Oh my goodness. And, and you, unfortunately you can never have anything like that in Nova Scotia because it would get damaged. It would right, get right. abused by like, we will look at our North end box. Yeah. It's, you know, Hoodless. it's set on fire all the time. Like, Jeez. I know. And unfortunately that's why we can't have nice things. <laughs> yeah. Like essentially. Mm hmm. You've probably forgot to mention too, like whenever you're walking around, you'll have kids like ask, asking for your autograph. <laughs> yeah, you Just feel like pretty cool. That's legit. You know, mm -hmm. it's crazy. I, I was actually fortunate enough to get goalie of the tournament that year as well. I, uh, I mentioned that in my first ever high button blog, I believe, because oh I talked about Nova Scotia lacrosse talent. Could not oh. bring you up. So, oh, you 2009 you. goalie of the year, I believe, was it? Uh, yeah, well, 2008 and okay. 2018. Okay, yes. Oh, so mm -hmm. that's probably the one I mentioned. The might have called you a two-time ah, very true uh, you know i actually won a t-shirt that just says two-time goalie of the tournament <laughs> that's <laughs> actually pretty sick they gave it gave it to you in 2018 they're like sorry about 2008 man. Ah, exactly you yeah. know but it um, took me 10 years to recreate that <laughs> uh i know belly so we're gonna throw it over to the interview with bob hayes uh the head coach of the victoria shamrocks in the wla which is the senior a league in british columbia i just had one more thing i wanted to add not to get serious on the fellas but um we recorded last Monday, and then uh, we're recording this is Monday, um, <laughs> week apart, good work. Uh, but Thursday, January 30th was Bell Let's Talk Day. Um, I just wanted to bring this up for a couple reasons. Um, one, if, if you are battling, um, seek the help, you know, keep, uh, keep, keep fighting. Um, the, help, the help is out there. Um, the world is a better place with you in it, and uh, I can promise you that. Um, I also brought it up because I saw on Twitter that uh, First Nations youth die by suicide five to six more times than non-Aboriginal youth. Um, I, I, I bring this up because uh, lacrosse is a game I love, and I would not have it without the First Nations people. Um, someone who's very involved in that regard, in that space, is Cody Jameson, the captain of our Halifax Thunderbirds. He does great work um, to combat that issue in Canada, in his community, and elsewhere. And Jammer, you're always welcome on here to talk about that. That's it. We want to throw it over to uh, uh, Dean's interview with Bob Hayes right now. Welcome back to the Bird's Nest podcast. Your host, Dean, here in beautiful British Columbia with the head coach of the uh, Shamrocks, Victoria Shamrocks, uh, Bob Keys. Hayes, sorry about that. <laughs> that's okay. That's <laughs> totally right. bombed your name right off the bat. <laughs> it's, a, it's okay. It's a good start. We'll, we'll make sure everybody knows my name by the end. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So uh, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, you got no problem. Uh, so uh, first off, what's been the most rewarding part about uh, coaching the Shamrocks? You know, I, I played for the Shamrocks for, for 10 years. So I think, you know, a rewarding part is 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 being able to 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 be back with the team to to uh to give back to the team and 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 i i've never 
ever thought I'd coach this club. I never had any uh, aspirations to coach or anything like that. So it's it's been a it's been a great thing to be able to give back to the team and and uh, kind of uh, you know kind of you know keep the keep the legacy going with uh, with the club and and given that I you know I played 10 years with the team, took a few years. Uh, I'm off and then coming back just was was nice just to make sure there's always that uh, that touch to the past to 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 carry on with the future so it's uh, it uh, it's it's been uh, a huge learning curve Um, uh, some good successes um, uh, some failures for sure but you learn from those Uh, you know I think last year we we uh, when all said and done, we had a fab, fabulous year last year, but uh, but you know at this level we, you want to win a man cup and and it's something that we uh, we didn't get to do. But we had uh, you know a few Halifax guys on the team. Uh, you know uh, uh, Graham Hossack, probably in my opinion probably the best all-around player in the game today. Uh, he was a key addition for us last year. Uh, Chris Bushy was uh, he's a uh, a fiery kid, rookie, but he got some huge goals for us. And and uh, and you guys haven't seen this guy play yet, but but when you guys first get to see Pete Dubinsky in goal, uh, he is an exciting guy to watch. So uh, the way you guys are going now, you may may not see him, you may not have to see him, but uh, but when you guys do get to see him, he's he's going to be pretty exciting to watch. Yeah, we definitely look forward to seeing him. Uh, we don't want to see him, but <laughs> but when it comes time, uh, I'm sure it'll be interesting to watch. Yeah, no, absolutely. And speaking of the Man Cup, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you won the Man Cup in 1997. I I played on two two Man Cup teams, so 97 and 99. Okay. I uh, were on the teams that won, and and then I was head coach in 2015 when we uh, when we won. So it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's something. Uh, I think I'll cherish. I think as uh, as a player, it's 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 special to to win for sure. I uh, uh, was a backup goaltender, so I didn't see a lot of playing time. But still, you know, every team needs a backup, so it, it was good. But uh, but I really cherish the the one as a head coach because you know I think I you know you have a little bit more to to do with that where you're guiding the team and and uh, so you know they're all pretty special. But I think 2015 was pretty fun. And definitely as a coach, you're definitely a leader and a big part of everything that comes together to win that championship. You know, it's, I, I think as, as a coach, you, uh, it's a huge, being the head coach for the Shamrocks is uh, uh, kind of an intimidating position. You, uh, there's expectations to always be in the Man Cup equation every year. So that, that comes with a lot of pressure. Um, and, uh, and as a head coach, you, you try and take that on all yourself and, and uh, sometimes it's not the best <laughs> the best way to do it. Right. But I also make sure I surround myself with uh, great coaching staff, and I have a great coaching staff. And and uh, and uh, you know there's great communication with our management team as well. So we're we're all geared every year to to, to win a to win a man cup. And and uh, you know it's it's been uh, it's been it's been fun so far. Um, you know going through that. And it's always great to have. We always bring in some new players every year, so it's always nice to to have a few, you know, stars to to have, uh, you know, kind of have with, um, to you know, to work with, you know, from you know, from a, a Matt Vince to a Dan Dawson to a Jeff Shatler. Definitely. Are um, fun, and, and there's a lot of local guys um, that you know I get to work with too as well, from a, a Reese Dutch to a Jesse King. Um, so there's there's lots of uh, there's a lot of guys who uh, I've had a pleasure to to uh, to work with and and that is that's a ton of fun to work with these superstars but it's also it's it's nice to work with the local guys and this is their dream you know guys who grew up in Victoria it's their dream to to play on this team and and uh, a guy like Chris Wardle who's having a great year in Colorado right. this year. He, it's been great to, to see him come from junior to to play with us and and uh, and he's an unsung hero out there. Uh, Matt Yeager, who's our captain, he's played the whole decade, 2010, and he's back this year, 2020. He's played a full decade. Uh, um, you know, Reese Dutch, he he started in 2010 as well. He took a year off and played in Six Nations. So, but uh, but yeah, it's it's great to. Uh, 
to have a lot of different players, uh, you know, under my, you know, to to work with. Like I said, uh, you know, and, and probably one of the, the the funnest ones and and guys who really developed his game was Corey Small, and uh, he played here I think six or seven years, won the Man Cup, was was the MVP. Um, so that was uh, uh, a special time to have a guy who came from St. Catharines, you know, and moved out here. He's gone back, uh, you know, back home, but. Uh, uh, he was a special player as well to have, and and being a former goaltender, it's been nice to work with a Matt Vince and to to work with uh, an Aaron Bold. Yeah. So there's, so there's, yeah, that would that'd be uh, great. So it's nice. I've 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 had uh, I've had the luxury to have a lot of uh, a lot of guys, you know, come to Victoria, and and, and it's uh, it's a special place to play. And it's definitely a rewarding job when you see these guys come in at a young age and you coach them for a couple of years and then they move on to higher levels and stuff. Yeah. So that brings me on to my next question. Uh, might be hard to pinpoint just one, <laughs> but uh, who's the most successful or skilled player that you've had the pleasure to coach over your uh, coaching career? You know, like I said, we've, we've gone, I know I've, I've mentioned a ton of guys. Um, and, and, it, and it's really, it's, it's, uh, it's tough to say, you know, like, I, I think, uh, you know, when we won in 2015, uh, I think Dan Dawson um, wasn't spectacular, but what he brought to the room was was phenomenal that he he just brought that leadership and that aura and that uh, and you don't you, you get to realize what, uh, you know, Steve Eiserman, you know, may have been like or a Tom Brady or or. Uh, you know, you know, guys like that, and they just they, they demand, you know, didn't demand the respect, but they the respect came with them because they'd been through so much. So, it's really hard to say. Um, you know, one guy who's a local guy, Corey Conway, um, phenomenal. You know, he he, uh, you know, he's got a WA record for 17 or 18 points in one game, which is um, incredible. Which is unbelievable. <laughs> he could, you know, and and, and Corey, he could uh, always hesitant to shoot, but he could. He could thread the needle, and uh, the assists that he got were were uh, were phenomenal. So he was a he was a, a big part of of us getting to 2015 and having success. So, you know, you you know, you know, it's you know, I, I think I, I really, you know, enjoyed you know coming back to Corey Small and just seeing him develop. Um, but there's a ton of ton of local guys, like I said before. So, so you you asked a good question, but I I can't say there's any any one. I, I've like I said before, I've been pretty blessed at at the amount of quality guys who've uh, who've come through this team. I I thought it might have been a stump or two. So, <laughs> but uh, like yeah. you kind of touched on, uh, it's not always just the play on the on the field that's uh, the the case but like sometimes being a leader in the dressing room is yeah. a big part of uh, someone's game no it is and 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 a part of that is just just getting to see the players develop is 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 a great thing as well yeah definitely uh so i just wanted to touch on uh the wla and uh the nll how yeah. do you think they're doing to uh grow the game uh you know i can't I can't speak firsthand for the NLL because I'm not part of that league, but from what I do see through social media, I think there's outstanding things happening. Uh, you know, you use Saskatchewan as a, as a model, and and how the game is growing through Alberta and Saskatchewan, just with the Roughnecks as well. But I think Saskatchewan is has just been that place where it's treated into a uh, into a hotbed and and being out there in the community. And I think it's. Uh, Look, you know, the NLL is tough because not every player is living in Halifax or Saskatoon or Colorado. They fly in on the weekend. So it's it's tough for a lot of guys to be part of the community because they, they work during the week and they fly in, play the game, and fly back. But every team also has their nucleus of guys. And and um, and, and it's, it's important to be part of the community because uh, uh, most of these places in the NLL have big pro teams that are part of the community um so so it's i, I think the nll does a does a really good job it's it's you've got to you've got to be part of the community and to, to grow the game and and to uh um and to support the community in the cities that you play in you know as for the wla um we we are we are the we are the players that uh um the young players look up to so this is where you Definitely. see it because this is where you have the minor lacrosse and, and everybody 
who wants to be a Shamrock or an Adnack or a Burrard or a Salmon Belly, wherever they want to be. And the same thing happens in, in back east in Ontario where guys want to be uh, at Peterborough Laker or, uh, you know, uh, or, uh, or, you know, part of Brooklyn or, or that. So it's, it's, this is where, this is where the lacrosse players for box really get that passion for the game is, is playing as a young kid little kid just playing tyke and mini tyke uh, all the way up to junior and senior so um and the nll is just that i think that icing on the cake you know you've got to get yourself to to, to be there and um so i think you know what we do in the community is uh is is vital um because we're a lot of us this is where we live this is where we work so so we uh we, we have that responsibility to the to the to the town to to represent it but also the the club itself as well and and always keep it in a in a positive light so um it would be great that this was my job or our job and just playing lacrosse all the time but uh, not many guys are making a making a living from lacrosse they're making you know some good spending money but not making a living not quite yet definitely and uh to touch on the thing uh you said about where they live uh there's only currently one player on Halifax's roster that's living in Halifax, oh. and the rest actually fly back to Ontario after the games. Yeah. But uh, saying that, the team has actually been flying them in a day before the games, yep. and they've been doing stuff within the community, going sure. to schools, helping out and stuff. So yep. it's been great to see them doing it, that kind good. of thing. It's good. It takes a lot of juggling. Um, it takes a lot of juggling for the scheduling to get the guys in there, for sure. And, and, and not all the guys are in Ontario. You know, Pete Dubinsky... <laughs> he's uh, he's out here on the island, so he's he's flying. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of flying that that happens. But but um, you know lacrosse players love to give back, and whether you're playing WLA, you're playing junior, or you're playing NLL, the players love to sell the game and to get young kids playing because it 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 is a uh, it is a a great game and. You get lots of there's lots of learning that you get from it. Uh, there's no real delusions that you're going to be a millionaire athlete. So this is uh, this is something that uh, you work hard for with not a lot of monetary reward for sure. Yeah, definitely. And uh, speaking of that, uh, so Halifax, uh, one of the newest NLL teams, uh, great success so far, six and zero. Uh, as we talked about uh, just before coming on the show, uh, the last couple games has been over 7,000 attendance. Yeah. So I just wanted to touch on what you think of that. I I think it's 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 phenomenal to 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 grow the game in Canada um, into into the Maritimes is is uh, is great. And and when you hit a market that is a captive audience in Halifax, and you can get you know the outlying you know uh, cities. Uh, near there and and really all it takes is you you don't really know need to know the game you get to you know you get to the arena it's excitement and you may not know what's happening but you're going to want to come back and it's fast paced it is it is fast paced it's uh you know it it is called the fastest game on two feet for uh for a reason so it uh it, it has uh it has a lot of appeal um and in the NLL, you're seeing the best athletes in the world. You're not. There's not another secret league somewhere where you're not. You are seeing the the best. That if if uh, you know if if the NLL was the NHL, Graham Hosick would be a ten million dollar a year guy. Absolutely. Hands, hands down. Yeah, not even He is. He is. That's what he'd be worth if we were in that same level. So, so that that's a big thing for the Halifax fans to realize is and regardless of the your team the other teams coming in have superstars as well um so it's uh you know i i would you know i commend the fans and the organization for for doing such a great job so far and and you guys have a winning team you know six and oh um it's uh it's gonna be it's gonna be uh it's interesting i like watching the games for sure I uh, like the jerseys. They're 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 pretty the cool as well. The jerseys are really nice. You know, you <laughs> see the fans wearing them. So it's, uh, um, and in sports is becoming a lot more of, you know, an event. Just not going to see the game. There's so many more things that happen. But, um, but I think for the fan, you know, in Halifax, and you know, being maybe more of a purist, you know, I want to make sure the fans, 
you know, they, they can, they watch the game and they can kind of respect what's happening because it's, there's some pretty phenomenal things that are, that are happening out there. Definitely. And uh, we're excited. And I think the fact that we've had such a good start to the year and the franchise is definitely helping bring the fans in. But uh, hopefully they'll stick around even when we finally get our first loss, which we're, we're due to get eventually. But you know, uh, we just keep, we hope to keep riding this yeah, out a little yeah, bit I longer. It's, um, yeah, I think you guys are, are doing a great thing. It's, and it creates a buzz. If the team was 0-6, you would lose that buzz. So it's... Uh, um, it's it's nice to it's nice to see and and, and Halifax I'd, I'd say isn't a true expansion team they've got some pretty you know impact players on the on on the team as well and uh, and I think they're probably excited you know those players every time going in you know you know having that building build and build in attendance every game because it, I'm sure uh, I'm sure there's a buzz about lacrosse in Halifax yeah, definitely. The fans have been getting behind the team. So uh, one last question that sure. might be another uh, stumper. No. <laughs> uh, so I was just uh, wondering, one non-NLL player who you think is going to break into the league uh, uh, over the next couple of years and be a uh, dominant player? Okay, players to look out for. So, um, Matt, that, that, that's a good question. Um, I would I would have to say in, in, in Victoria right now, we... Uh, I think on our roster right now with the Shamrocks, we have one player who has been drafted by Calgary, but he's also plays NCAA hockey, and his name's Cole Pickup. Uh, he's a left-handed offensive guy. Um, he's a guy that I think uh, you could see in the league in the next couple of years when his hockey his hockey commitment's over. You may see him, and he's a, he's a scrappy kid. Uh, he can do a real good job. Um, I, I think another guy who uh, who's from Victoria doesn't play for us. He actually plays in Langley. His name is Brad McCauley, and he's another left-handed offensive guy. But he is uh, um, he's he's not flash and dash, but he works his butt off, and and, and every team needs that. So uh, I think you can look at those two guys. Um, you know, I think somebody else in in British Columbia. His name is Trey Leclerc, and he's just finishing up his NCAA. Uh, um, um, college career. Uh, I think he's going to be going early in the WLA draft that we have next week. But uh, I think Trey Leclerc is going to be a guy that uh, um, will be very sought after once he makes the NLL. So um, it's always hard to say because we uh, and the nice advantage the NLL has is is when you get a rookie into the lineup, they've usually played a year. Or maybe even two years of senior A, so they're not they're they're coming in with uh, with some experience in playing with the big boys. So it's not a true rookie situation because they'll all play, you know, some, some pretty high end lacrosse before they get there. So uh, you know, for me, you know, I love to see Cole pick up in there because he's one of our guys. I've heard a lot of good things about him and being a dual athlete playing. Uh, he's a pretty good hockey player, uh, yeah. really good lacrosse player. So. Yeah. It's always exciting to see players like that. It is, it is, because there's there's a lot of NHL guys that uh, that use lacrosse as uh, as their summer sport, and I think everybody knows Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, so he, everyone knows that he, one. For everybody sure. knows that, and uh, and probably a a guy who is a better lacrosse player than hockey player was Joe Newendike. He he was one of the best players, right up there with the Gate Twins. Wow, I didn't Julian. know that actually. So, so so there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of history when you look at um, um, successful NHL players and uh, and lacrosse. So it's uh, um, and we always I think the lacrosse community appreciates when when uh, when those hockey players bring up the sport of lacrosse as being part of what got them to to their NHL success or their hockey success. And so. Yeah. All right, Bob. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, best of luck to the Shamrocks this season, and I'll leave you guys the way I do every time. Go, Thunderbirds, go! <laughs>
Bye-bye. 